Hello, and welcome back to the Little Ray of Health podcast. I am your host and hormone health bestie, Emily Ray. I'm a certified holistic health coach, and I help women balance their hormones naturally using food as medicine. All right, y'all, we need to talk. When I put on Instagram that I was going to be talking about these articles, these headlines that I've been seeing in the news that have been trending, I got an overwhelming response of, oh my gosh, I can't wait to listen. Like, this is insane. And I was a little hesitant at first when I made this, like when I made the decision to record this episode and I started to prepare for it because it's definitely different than my normal content. For sure, it's political, it's about the news, but these are still topics that all tie in with women's health and women's hormones and just the world that we live in today, advocating for yourself, informing yourself, being a critical thinker, all things that, again, if you follow me, you pass the vibe check. You are here for a reason. You're in the right place. So let's let's dive in to some of these upside down clown world headlines. First up, and I feel like this is very fitting that I'm sitting here looking at my Stanley, which I have a Poplitic sticker on it that just says birth control. We're done. Um, the first one is here's the headline. The headline reads, and this is NBC News conservative influencers are pushing an anti-birth control message. The first issue I have with this is like, why are you singling out conservative influencers? Like they're definitely liberal or libertarian or a Democrat, like whatever you want to say. There's people from the left and the right speaking about this. This is not just a conservative thing. And I've had, I posted this headline actually in my stories and I had a woman message me back, DM me back and was like, I wouldn't consider myself a conservative, but this is still such an important thing to me. And she was like insulted that they basically said this was like a conservative thing. To me, it insinuates that like liberal or leftist women can't advocate for themselves and they're not going to get on board with empowering themselves with this information, getting off birth control, taking their health into their own hands. They're just making this a conservative issue, which is just clickbaity and insane to me. The byline reads, alarmist statements about hormonal birth control go viral on social media, but experts say they're not showing the full picture. The article attacks conservatives that have come out speaking out against birth control, and it says that Major conservative influencers on social media platforms such as Twitter and Rumble have coalesced in recent months around talking points that connect birth control with a variety of negative health outcomes, which experts say instill fear in women who could otherwise benefit from, who benefits from using birth control? I couldn't even finish that sentence, but it said instill fear in women who could otherwise benefit from using birth control. The only person that benefits from using birth control is the pharmaceutical industry, okay? Yes, will if women are in pain and women are suffering and they're struggling with hormonal imbalance symptoms, can birth control give them temporary relief? Yes, of course. Is it healing anything? No. Is it potentially gearing you up for more problems in the future? A hundred percent. That we know. We know that birth control is just a band-aid solution that doesn't actually fix or heal anything. And you know what's crazy? I remember hearing this statistic back in the day that actually a majority of women aren't on birth control to prevent pregnancy. So most women don't choose to go on birth control to control births, right? They go on birth control to help get relief from these hormonal symptoms like acne, painful periods, heavy periods, PCOS, 
and it doesn't heal it. And women aren't told this. We're not given informed consent. I sure as hell know that I was not. I had no idea what I was in for when I got on birth control. And of course, God bless my mom. She didn't know either. And no one knows. And so it's just you show up at the doctor, they hand you birth control, and you're pushed on your way. The article goes on to introduce, I don't know what her full name is. Jones is her last name. And I guess she has a YouTube following of 1.2 million subscribers. And she apparently, Jones tells her own social media audience to consider the motivation of people who post about birth control online, um, specifically anti-birth control content. She says that oftentimes they're coming from a religious or political perspective or they're trying to sell something. And I mean, I, I kind of see what she's saying. And I myself, obviously, I urge women to get off of birth control. I do have a course that you can go through to help balance your hormones and heal your body after getting off birth control. But I am not trying to get women off of birth control to sell my course. I am trying to get off birth. I'm trying to get women off birth control to help them, to help improve the quality of their health and the quality of their life and their mental health. And it's just, it's really, really frustrating to hear someone say that because all I have ever done with my platform and for women because of what I went through is try to empower, educate, and inform you with all the information you need to make the best decisions for yourself. There's more about Jones in the article. She says, the way conservative influencers weaponize research about birth control side effects has a real world effect. She said it is a daily occurrence for women at her practice to decline using hormonal birth control, shout out to you girls, out of fear that it will cause permanent changes to their body and fertility. Jones is quoted saying, you basically are scaring people out of using birth control and not even comparing it to pregnancy. So she's saying if you, you should compare the side effects of birth control to the side effects of pregnancy. And she's saying that sometimes pregnancy side effects are worse than birth control. Pregnancy is normal. Pregnancy is the most normal thing that a woman's body does, I would argue. It's what God created our bodies for, to carry and give life and create life. And I just don't understand why this woman thinks in her right mind that it makes sense to compare birth control to pregnancy. It's insane to me. Of course, Jones then goes on to attack the fertility awareness method or natural family planning. She says, in place of birth control, many conservatives have taken a page from the natural health community um, and promoted cycle tracking and other fertility awareness methods, which what I, what I promote is the symptothermal method of the fertility awareness methods. It involves tracking your temperature and your cervical fluid over the course of the month when practiced correctly with perfect use, of course, and being diligent and taking this seriously because fertility is something you should take very seriously. It has a 99.6 efficacy rate, which is literally higher than birth control. So it's just bonkers to me. Um, but she says several of the female conservative influencers write for and share articles from EV Magazine. Conservative billionaire tech titan has invested in the startup and more recently in fertility companies targeting international markets. So they're trying to tie it back to a money game. And during her interview, um, it talks about Ashley St. Clair, 
also suggested that women should be taught to track their cycles as an alternative to medication birth control. Yes, we should be taught about our hormones, about our menstrual cycle, the phases of our cycle. When are we fertile? How long are we fertile for every month? Like these are things we were not taught in sex ed. I know that I was not taught any of this information. I was not. And I, here's another thing. I think that young women would have such like would have more respect for their bodies if they understood what their body was capable of, what their menstrual cycle is all about, what a miracle it is to create and carry and give birth. Like these are such insane things that our bodies do. And we go to the doctor, we take a pill that shuts all of that down. And it just makes me really sad. It just, I... I feel like I've been fumbling a lot for words because I'm kind of riffing right now, but I wish that this information was given to me when I was younger. But then again, if it was, I wouldn't be here so passionate about it right now. So I am here for the woman who I was, the young girl that I was, and I am who I wish I had when I was younger. And you know what? I actually used to sit on the fence about this. And I used to say, you know, like, well, I'm not anti-birth control. I'm pro-informed consent. And of course, that is a thousand percent true. I am pro-informed consent. But I am now a proud member of the anti-birth control club. Maybe I'll make shirts because I am so passionate about this. I'm done fence sitting. I don't think that birth control is the best option for any woman. I really do not. Birth control is slow, low-dose poison that has short and long-term negative side effects. And I think if we get it down to a granular level, we are going against God. We are going against our creator. We are trying to play God. We're trying to control our fertility. And we're shutting down part of what makes us a woman. Okay? And that is just, I'm not okay with that. And I am so passionate about advocating for women because this is so important. We need to embrace this. We need to speak out. We need to educate other women about this issue. So I will never shut up about this. This is the hill that I'm willing to die on. Okay, moving on, moving on to the next headline, which might be even more bonkers. I feel like I, I went from like least radical to most radical. So second on the list And to be honest, I wince when I even say this out loud. Like, it makes me uncomfortable to say out loud. But it's about the CDC endorsing chest feeding. So saying that trans women, a.k.a. men, saying that trans women can now chest feed. Not breastfeed, chest feed. I feel yucky even saying that word because that's not a real thing. They can chest feed thanks to a cocktail of chemicals and synthetic hormones that miraculously allow these males to produce breast milk. That is the most terrifying thing I have ever heard in my whole entire life. The idea of a man breastfeeding should infuriate any woman anywhere. This is, to me, just as bad as trying to call women birthing people. Like, if, if I was in labor and someone called me a birthing person, I would for sure punch them in the face. Um, it's just so insulting the way that they're trying to 
blur the lines and essentially erase women. And I think my biggest issue isn't even with like chest feeding, whatever, do whatever your sick self wants, but do not endanger or harm a baby in the process. One of the medications in this cocktail that by some miracle of science allows men to produce breast milk has, or chest milk, I'm sorry, uh, actually has been linked to heart problems in babies. So in the name of being politically correct and inclusive, we are putting baby's health in danger. And that is just, that's not okay. It's not okay to make people feel better and to say you can chest feed and don't worry, you can be a mom even though you're a man. No, not at the expense of the health of a child. Now I'm going to read directly from a Daily Mail article about this. And what it's saying is the FDA has warned against one of them, one of the drugs in this cocktail, Domperidone, sounds like Domperignon, Domperidone, an anti-nausea drug that ups levels of prolactin, the hormone which encourages milk production. So this used to be prescribed off-label to women to up their milk production, but it has adverse, serious adverse effects. So the FDA recommends that breastfeeding women do not use Domperidone to increase milk production, yet this drug is one of the cocktails they give these men to promote chest feeding. And it's just, this is, this is so crazy. I'm going to keep reading. She said, a lot of people are pushing for off-label use of a drug. It's become so politicized that you can do all kinds of things for a politically approved purpose. So like I said, off-label means using a drug for a different purpose than the one it has been approved for. This is actually legal in the United States, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but Dr. Orient, so it names a doctor, Dr. Orient added, the CDC has a responsibility to talk about the health risks, but we know the CDC sucks, um, but they have been derelict in doing that. One page containing the guidance is located on the CDC's Infant and Young Child Feeding and Emergencies Toolkit, which was reviewed in September of 2022. So this is new information. This isn't outdated. It makes it clear that an individual does not need to have given birth to breastfeed or chest feed, and that some families, this makes me so uncomfortable to say, some families may prefer the term body feeding. What? I want you to sit with that word for just one moment so you feel just as uncomfortable as I do. Body feeding. Body feeding. It doesn't even, it sounds terrifying. Now it mentions another doctor, Dr. Stuart Fisher, an internal medicine physician in New York. He told Daily Mail that the idea that the breast milk produced by trans women, again, men, breast milk produced by men, is comparable to breast milk made by biological women or sorry, I misread that, but he's saying that the idea that you can compare breast milk produced by men to one made by biological women is very hard to believe. Yeah, it's impossible. It's not the same. It's not even nearly the same thing. One is fake and one is real. So he said, because it's induced, you can't fool mother nature. You can't play God. He said, it's hard to know what the impact on the baby would be due to the lack of research in this area. Dr. Fisher said, if it's been tested a handful of times, how would we know the long-term effect? 
the short-term one is, is one thing, but the long-term in terms of physical and mental illness, who knows? It's an emerging field, to put it mildly. He added, this is the kind of thing where politics and science are uncomfortably put together. Now, here's a little bit about the cocktail of drugs, in case you're wondering. So it's called the Newman-Goldfarb Protocol, and it was initially developed for biological women, aka women, who adopted or had a child via surrogacy and wanted to breastfeed. Still going against God, but... Anyways, this method uses a combination of the contraceptive pill to boost the hormone estrogen. So they're putting these women on birth control to boost estrogen, physical stimulation through a breast pump, and domperidone medication to mimic the hormonal changes of pregnancy and birth. So again, we're trying to play God. We're trying to make a cocktail of hormones that will produce the same environment that pregnancy would. The combination of these drugs and mechanical stimulation mimics the changes that a woman's body undergoes during the late stages of pregnancy and shortly after the birth of a child. Now, domperidone is an anti-nausea drug, the preferred option for the protocol as it has a lower rate of potentially dangerous side effects like heart palpitations, muscle contractions, and depression. Awesome. And we are then, that is going to get into the baby's bloodstream. If you are ingesting that, if a male is ingesting that and then chest feeding. I still, I have a really hard time saying that word. It's going to go into the the baby's bloodstream. Y'all, it literally feels like we are living in an episode of Black Mirror. Like we are living in this upside down clown world. And I just, I, I don't know how we got here and how we got here so quickly. But again, this was an episode that I was a little nervous to record. These are very strong opinions that I have. These are things that I'm passionate about. And I am scared to speak out about them, of course. But if not me, then who? Like, if I feel this on my heart, if God put this on my heart to speak to you about, that's what I'm going to do. Even if I'm scared, okay? Even if I'm scared, I'm going to get canceled. Even if I'm scared, I'm going to lose followers. I don't care because this is important and it needs to be talked about. Okay, the last and possibly the most outrageous headline comes from MSNBC and says the far right's obsession with fitness is going digital. Why the far right is really into home fitness. White supremacist's latest scheme to valorize violence and hypermasculinity has gone digital. Excuse me, what? Imagine being so dense that you think that lifting weights, being physically fit and taking care of your health sets you on a track to becoming a neo-Nazi. I don't even understand how they go from A. It's not even from A to B. You're going from A to Z and those points don't even connect. I will give you a little bit more context about how they say this like slippery slope can happen. So the column claims that researchers have researchers, okay, have discovered fascist fitness groups online that are radicalizing young men with neo-Nazi and white supremacist extremist ideologies. Uh, what? Recruitment methods, recruitment, allegedly include giving men health tips and strategies for positive physical changes where they later are exposed to far-right content. So they're basically saying these people are tricking young men into getting healthy and then kind of like going, uh-oh, 
Now we're going to put you on track for this. So we're going to show you far right content, radicalize you and turn you into a far right supremacist. I, this is insane to me. Insane. I feel like I've used that word so many times in this podcast episode, but here's a quote from an MS, from the MSNBC column. It appears the far right has taken advantage of pandemic at home fitness trends to expand its decade plus radicalization of physical mixed martial arts and combat sports spaces. And Joe Rogan, um, he retweeted this, making fun of it. Elon Musk retweeted it. Like this headline got a lot of traction. Here's another quote. Fitness, of course, is a staple and a hobby for many people for whom it is enjoyable and rewarding for brain health and overall well-being. Physical fitness uh, channels dopamine, adrenaline, and serotonin in ways that literally feel good. Yes. The MSNBC column was also mocked in 2022 with Washington Examiner uh, editor Seth Mandel joking that exercise is Nazi. That's basically what they're saying, though. If you take care of your health, and you lift weights and you are physically fit, you are far right. You're a far right extremist. The Federalist correspondent Tristan Justice tweeted at the time, in a country where a minority of the population is at a healthy weight, yeah, a majority of our country is obese. So he's saying in a country where a minority of the population is at a healthy weight, I'm of the opinion that a greater obsession with fitness would be a good thing. Yeah, we just, you should always question everything you see from, from any source, but why is it that they want us to be unhealthy? They want us to be sick. They want us to have brain fog. They want us to consume seed oils. They want us to cut red meat out of our diet. Apparently now we can't even exercise without being called Nazis. So I just, I don't understand what is going on. And I mean, obviously anyone with half a brain and common sense can understand that this is basically satire. And I hope people aren't out there taking this seriously. I was reading some of the comments on this article and it's actually hilarious. I mean, if you're the kind of person that comments on articles, but someone saying health and fitness should be apolitical. I agree. We need to encourage better diets and more exercise. It would help control the outrageous cost of healthcare. Yep. Most of us could all do better. We should stop acting like being fat is okay. It's not okay. And this is the thing is like they want to normalize sickness. They want to normalize obesity. And that's just not healthy. That's hurting the health of America, right? We can obviously see it. Like I mentioned, a majority of our country is obese, morbidly obese. I look around now and I just feel so sad that so many people are sick and the government doesn't care about, not that the government is here to help us, right? I do believe in a small government, but when the government is actively misleading people and berating people who choose to make physical fitness and their health a priority, that's where I draw the line. Okay, I am going to end my rant here. Um, this has been so much fun, although now I feel like I'm like intense and fired up and now I gotta go like meditate, go for a walk. God forbid I go work out, but I will link the articles in the show notes so you can read them for yourself because they're absolutely jaw-dropping and crazy-making. But let me know if you liked this episode, if you want more 
hot takes, spicy episodes, my thoughts on things like this. I'm not going to make them like the regular content. Obviously, 90% of my content is going to be hormone health focused. But I think things like this are really fun to sprinkle in every once in a while. So head over to Instagram. If you're listening to this right now, shoot me a DM, put this up on your Instagram stories, share it with a friend, share it with your family. And yeah, until next time, I love you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.